Hi, I'm Karin. Hi, I'm Devi. And this is the 19th episode of Thinking on Thinking. Today we set out to explore some intertwined topics, looking at discipline, compliance, and obedience. We were excited about understanding more about how discipline could play uh, into our lives, but we found our time really spent more exploring the notion of obedience. Uh, it was a really interesting conversation, understanding where obedience can have its place. And for people who like to believe they're free thinkers and uh, advocates of, of always having agency, it was really interesting to realize that we felt like maybe obedience does have its place uh, in certain circumstances and to drive certain kinds of behaviors. We loved today's conversation and we hope you enjoy it too. So after our conversation last time about um, courage and daring, I think my mind went into, hmm, both of these are things where an individual decides that they want to do something, even if there is no, for the lack of a better term, systemic support around them. And somehow my mind went to the idea of uh, obedience, discipline, compliance, because these are things that one would say, get a desired behavior out of someone based on a system. Obedience is often somebody in position of power is forcing you to do something and you obediently do it. You can also comply with it. I'm not particularly sure what are the crisp differences between the two. And discipline can be externally imposed but can be internally imposed too. But all three of them have a I would say systemic component to it. And that's why, at least in my mind, they went into the same category. You know, I'm always very curious. I was just looking. So obedience, actually, it uses compliance in the definition. Um, but the definition of obedience is um, compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. Hmm. And then the phrase it gives as an example is in obedience to is in accordance with. He was acting in obedience to his conscience which is really interesting because a second ago they just defined it as someone else's authority and then to be in obedience to your conscience, I mean, is like your conscience is a different authority than yourself. Um, I also don't think that that usage is correct. Like, I do not think that that's a natural usage of the word obedience. I am not obedient to my morals. I wouldn't even say I comply with my morals. Right? Would you say that? Yeah, in obedience to, it's not a phrase that rolls off the tongue. I mean, you could, I don't think grammatically anything is wrong with it, but I don't think that like the subtext is correct. It's a little bit like she dared to eat ice cream even during the winters. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the usage of the word, but. <laughs> like I could imagine you saying something like she was daring in her dessert choices and her daring extended to cold things in the heart of the winter or something, right? Like you could somehow set it up in a way that like it made it clear like that there was an element of daring and what that daring was. I mean, if you really want it to be literary with your writing, sure. <laughs> but if you just think about like daring, you wouldn't think about it in that context. And like similarly, I'm just saying that like that definition of obedience to your own conscience oh. feels odd. So I think in obedience comes from being in obedience to God, 
because there's a lot of like biblical verses about you being in obedience to God. And then in obedience is an idiom, um, which apparently, according to Miriam Webster, means in such a way that someone is doing what he or she is told to do by someone or by a law or rule. So the example is students are expected to act in obedience to the rules of the school. Hmm. That makes much more sense. Yeah. Okay, maybe like we can leave this example because the dictionary is seems a little bit more confused than we would have liked it to be confused. It's kind of like saying that you're not having a cognitive dissonance, right? Like that if you're being uh you're acting in conjunction with the rest of you. Discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. Interesting. So comply was used in the definition of obedience which is which in verb form would be obey. And obey is used in the definition of discipline. How interesting. It's almost like degrees. Yeah, because at first when you were telling me about this topic, I kind of felt like they were two apples and one orange. Um, but I didn't quite feel like they were all the same fruit. I don't know. But then, of course, you know, as you're pointing out here, like they all are referencing each other in their definitions. I don't know. I just like something about it, though. It doesn't feel like that's like I, I feel like compliance through discipline is just sad. It, it, they are all different. I also think that like discipline has a self component. There can be self discipline, or there is something about discipline that is still, in a weird way, higher on the agency side than obedience and compliance have. Obedience almost feels like you have been stripped away with all your agency in this situation to make choices, and compliance is like you are complying, so you are choosing to give away your agency. so that you can take whatever action you are being asked to take interesting well i started thinking about like both like what would you want to build into a company but then i was also thinking about like why do people have attitudes that they do and i feel like something we've talked about in the podcast in the past is that the indian schooling system really is one that kind of pushes you into obedience isn't that kind of fair that's i think how you kind of yeah. have yeah you you almost wish that you you saw less obedience and you saw more people kind of being having discipline Uh, yeah. even maybe from an internally motivated place than being obedient. You know it's a little bit like compliance is like you're doing the thing that is asked of you. Obedience is like you're doing the thing that is asked of you and you are internally not committing thought crime against the thing either. So like you could comply with something and still grumble about it, but if you're obedient towards something you would not grumble about it either. You would just do it and not even think that it's like you know there could be an alternative while in discipline you have in some sense understood the utility of the rule and that's why you are doing this thing you have internalized it it basically we're we're saying you can either be compliant because you because of discipline or you can be compliant because of obedience what's kind of like compliance is the thing that happens and then there's hmm. a different motivation or intent yeah this compliance is the output that there is a rule and there's a unit which is a part of the system and is the unit which is the part of the system following the rule that is there how do you feel about it differs whether discipline is self motivated or externally motivated or do you feel like in the way you've been thinking about discipline it's much more of an internally motivated discipline i think that like i've been thinking about it much more in the internally motivated sense because otherwise it just feels like obedience and not like discipline discipline as a word at least to me feels like you understand your own desires or your own perturbations of the mind for the lack of a better term and you're able to move them in a particular direction so it's discipline let's say 
to not eat junk food it's obedience when you are a young child and your mother says you are not going to eat junk food and you don't eat junk food like discipline is a muscle that you could grow obedience is just like a static thing you could be hammered into obedience i suppose how do you feel about discipline do you feel like you do obedience with control like if i was saying i was doing a, a behavior in, that was an obedient behavior would we say that i was doing it in a controlled way hmm I don't think I understand so maybe like one of the definitions of discipline is to train oneself to do something in a controlled and habitual way. It's almost like the dictionary also itself isn't clear about the differences between the words <laughs> and it's using them freely and interchangeably even though in situations that it really shouldn't. I don't think that obedience is a matter of control. Honestly, I feel like obedience is a matter of giving up control. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about. So who is someone who doesn't who is obedient or who's expected to be obedient subordinates students children soldiers like people who all have a quote and quote higher authority who is almost imposing rules on them like obedience is a desired behavior from subordinates by people who hold control over them i would even go as far as to say like if you're someone who has high agency you would have a very strong intrinsic negative reaction to someone expecting you to be obedient no what i was thinking about was um like disciplined is a way you can do things hmm. but obedient is telling you what you can do okay but obedience is also i think you are right or rather why you can't do it yeah you know that's one of my favorite things to break things into i'm always breaking it into this the i the like what is happening uh who is doing it how are they doing it why are they doing it and then well, it's a, also you like when you're doing it for stories you do where is it i would also say that like i don't think obedience allows you to ask the why question like if you think about how let's say the easiest example is in case of religion you are expected to just do the things that are asked of you you're not expected to ask the why questions Yeah that I yeah that makes a lot of sense to me and I feel like there's this like notion of like belief I don't know if you've uh, ever kind of had conversations with like like people who are like to kind of question the why's of things but are also religious and uh, in the conversations that I've had what they kind of will come mm-hmm. to is that there's a certain point where it comes to belief and then it, it's interesting cuz belief really requires obedience to the belief right you don't question belief belief is like a suspension of disbelief for <laughs> <laughs> frankly but you know a lot of other things have belief too and in some ways you do kind of have obedience to that belief right if you think about like the ethos of of kind of companies that are challenging norms in a lot of ways they're looking for people to have faith you know and we could say that faith and obedience kind of go hand in hand uh to a belief that something is not, that a lot of people other people don't believe i'm not sure how much i agree with that statement because I think that like even if you think about like a company that is progressing or like you know that is saying that it's progressing and breaking rules I don't think asking why is forbidden so it's not belief in that pure sense as it might be in case of religion right in case of a company that is trying to break norms at least I would say they're not expecting obedience they might be expecting so, shared values but do you know you know how one of Amazon's leadership principles is disagree and commit no Okay, so it's basically this notion that like you can disagree, right? And you should disagree, but once the decision is taken, then you then you commit. 
right? So, you know, you air, there'll be a, a place for you as a team to kind of discuss whatever, and you're welcome to register your disagreement. But once we have made a decision, you commit to the decision. How do you feel about that? Okay. That feels closer to discipline. Because, like, you do have a choice and you do have, like, almost like free will and ability to question things. Like, your agency is not being destroyed in this situation. At least that's how I... Well, so just to push it a little further, though. So, and expecting people to to commit, like, expecting people to be obedient after a certain point is fine with you. If you've given them the option to make that choice for themselves is what you're saying. Because I don't think that that is obedience as much as it is, like, compliance. Where you're like, I don't believe in this thing. I don't agree with it. And I don't have to. Like, I can hold my own thoughts here. I can question the why. But not, but the point of committing is that you're not going to do it publicly after that, right? You may be questioning it for yourself, but after that date, you're committed, right? Like, you're not going to go and ne'er say the team to other people or kind of, like, undermine, right? Like, you're going to do everything you can to make this thing successful. Hmm. I guess, like, there is an element of obedience there then. Correct. Right. It's like if you wanted to, you didn't have to be here. I, I think that, that uh, statement, if you like, you know, if you disagree, you can leave is definitely one that people who are more interested in obedience make. But it's like, oh, you could just leave. Don't question. Yeah. Sorry. I was actually just looking what Amazon's actual re- thing was. So it was have backbone, disagree and commit. Like, so have the backbone to disagree. That feels even stranger. So what what he says is um, use the phrase disagree and commit. This phrase will save a lot of time. If you have conviction on a particular dis- direction, even though there's no consensus, it's helpful to say, look, I know we disagree on this, but will you gamble with me? Disagree and commit. By the time you're at this point, no one can know the answer for sure, and you'll probably get a quick yes. How, what an interesting way. It's like framing it in the least obedience way possible, even though I would contend that I think at the core of it, it really is about mm. obedience. Like I just kind of made you arrive there, right? But yeah, it is just like put your effort and your heart into this direction that I am telling you is probably the right direction and put your full self into it. I guess like the way he's wriggling out of it is by saying that we will get quick answers and we don't have information right now. And it's weird because it almost makes it in a, into an emotional place, right? It's like. I know that you disagree with me on this idea, but because you have faith in me and our relationship, you should commit to it. It like it takes it from being like a the quid pro quo is no longer like a oh you're taking my idea, so I'm giving some so I'm taking something back from you. It's like oh you're taking my idea and you're doing it because of the value you put on our relationship. It's just like really interesting. It's such an interesting way because both you know every time that happens, that actually helps build the relationship because it shows trust in the relationship. It shows that you know. Like, we are here for each other. We support each other's ideas. We commit, even when we don't necessarily agree. Uh, but it, because it makes it about the, the relationship instead of about the idea and framing it that way, it's just a really interesting outcome. Um, I never thought about obedience in that way, really. Yeah. It's almost like obedience is acting as a social bonding liquid. Yeah. I wonder if that's why it's so, in- like, a lot of religions will have the roles for everyone it's not just like these are the the roles for the lay people but also like that there's prescribed roles for people who are part of the church are part of the faith right so it's like Mm. they have to be obedient to their thing just as you have to be obedient to your thing so there's this shared kind of sense of obedience 
um, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's the same thing as when you're being obedient to each other, and it, the same way that that would kind of build a relationship. If kind of this notion that we both are, you know, going through the same thing, even though we are in different places, it kind of helps build a build a further relationship or build a, a depth of relationship with. I really didn't think that we would arrive at like obedience is not all bad when we started this topic because like I think in my mind discipline great obedience not so great because you're almost forcing other people but it's like it's a tribal glue but not an individualistically good property I I totally agree with you on that right but I think that second part just reading this kind of the way Amazon thinks about it has really changed my, my thought a little bit I think what we end up doing a lot of the times uh, with in, in business and even you know, just in relationships is we tend to say try and look at ideas dispassionately where we're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we'll try and evaluate the idea regardless of the person who has brought it. So separate out those mm-hmm. two things. And I think in doing that, a lot of times we forget that there's an impact to the person who has brought it where they'll start to feel like either they're valued in this group or less valued in this group. Or they'll start to feel like or people generally start to understand certain kinds of things are more appreciated. There's an impact beyond that, right? And I think this interesting notion that I, I kind of understood from this disagree and commit idea is that it's like it's acknowledging, especially the way that they're framing it, it's acknowledging that that the idea has a source and that sometimes those sources, um, sometimes the idea may not be fully formed when it's coming from that source. And so sometimes what you're doing is you're not actually evaluating the idea. You're evaluating the idea to an extent, but at some point you're just kind of saying, well, we know that you can do what you can do, even if you aren't being able to explain this that well. So we're going to be obedient to the notion that that people don't need to be as clear almost, right? That people can somewhat uh, be able to explain their ideas or explain their path and still know that they will have the support of their team and their community. I want to push back on that. Because I wonder if like, you know, that is trying to explain away collaboration in a completely different definition. Well, there's consensus-based collaboration. And this is like not consensus-based collaboration. No, but this is sort of, okay. So sometimes collaboration is like, oh, we all agree on this thing. And sometimes collaboration is yes and. And this is in some ways yes and ending. Like, I'm not trying to criticize what you're building. Like, the definition that you gave, right? Like, this is incomplete. I agree with what you have brought in. And now I'm going to go and add something of my own to it. And maybe that will make it complete. Or maybe the next person will make it complete. And that just feels more like a collaboration definition. That this is not complete. That that doesn't feel as much about, like, obedience. Like, the initial definition, disagree and commit, sure, it feels like that. But the moment you start introducing like, oh, the creative process means that things are incomplete or you bring half an idea and I'm going to add my half an idea without critically evaluating. That just feels like a part of the creative collaborative process. Yeah. I think I I mean, here, I'll just read it again. Right. So what, what they were saying was, look, I know we disagree on this, but will you gamble with me on it? Disagree and commit. And I feel like there's something about that where it's like, the normal or not the normal thing right but it's like oftentimes what will happen is that it's hard to get people to if they don't agree then they're not going to fully commit and i feel like it's Hmm. that notion it's like saying that you don't have to get someone to fully agree to get them to fully commit 
And I feel like that has this obedience underlying characteristic because normally when people fully agree, like to get people to fully commit, you need them to fully agree. So it goes into that belief point. And I feel like once you fall into that belief side, then there's this point, this component of obedience because you're not being able to fully question. You're, there's a point where you're like, okay, I just, I believe, right? And whether it's, I believe in the relationship, I believe in the, you know, that we both are serving the, a greater good, or I believe that we both are committed to the same values. Like there's a point where it's just like, I believe. And because of that, I'm going to do this. Interesting. So now I have a different question. When we began this topic, you were not fully sold into this idea that we should talk about this. Well, particularly one side of it. But yes, go on. Right. So now do you feel like you were being forced to do it? Or you were like, you know, because I think that like obedience in some ways to me feels like there is an element of force. Like whether it is social pressure or whether it is like psychological pressure or emotional pressure, there is some element of that. Did you feel like that is why you did it? Absence of resistance is not presence of pressure also. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't I think that's not entirely inaccurate. Um, I think that there is this notion of kind of being obedient to, if nothing else, like your higher self, right? And I think for me, the notion that like, yes, we do produce a podcast regularly. Um, we do create an equal space for our ideas. And I think uh, in my mind a little bit, I kind of felt like you took a risk with me where you didn't quite understand what I wanted to do with courage and daring, but you kind of were, were excited about exploring with me, right? You kind of disagreed and committed for, for Rack, right? Like you, we talked about it, you were like, I think courage and confidence will be better, but you were like, if you feel really strongly, we could do it, right? Um, and so I felt like I kind of raised to you where I was like, you know, I feel just there's something weird about this overlap between obedience and compliance that like makes me feel weird. Like, I don't know if I like that notion. Um, but then, you know, we're like, ah, I think it might be interesting. And we explored it. And I think now what I start to realize is usually when I feel that way, it's something that I'm like, not like a little bit uncomfortable with. And I think in this case, part of what makes me uncomfortable is I do think that as much as I like to kind of like you were saying, believe that obedience is something that you don't really need to think about how you're formulating or where it's places in your organization or in your relationships. Uh, I think I kind of arrived in this conversation that it does have a place, right? And I think as we would think about how we would build a great organization, it will have a place to to think about, you know, what is these notions that we are having a shared obedience to? And where can that mm -hmm. manifest in a way that can kind of strengthen the relationships that we're trying to create? Because I do think that at the core of it, kind of having strong fundamentals, which to me is like values and relationships, is what it will allow you to like, you know, weather different storms and be able to to kind of have resilience as life goes on, both as a company and as people. <laughs> and in this model, it almost feels like obedience is the thing that would tie a person to the value. So like when the going gets tough, it's because you are obedient or I guess like we have also overlapped the word obedience and belief together a little bit. Like obedience is the action that comes out of belief in a certain sense. Um, and because of that, like, because you have belief in some shared set of value, whether it is, if we were to refer to a previous episode, whether it is even this idea of like, we want to be daring, then you have some amount of obedience as a result of it. Yeah. And I think to me, doing things with discipline to a large part means like doing things with control. It's a how, I guess, as I was kind of saying a few minutes ago, that like you could be doing many different kinds of actions in a disciplined way. 
like just to kind of continue with some of the examples we were just talking about like if we were doing project work and uh you know one of the the values that we felt was important for for our company and for um you know our project team uh was to be disciplined i would look at that in like how we communicated to our client um i would look at that in like the way we uh worked with each other and i would look at that in like kind of in um even like kind of how we produce things, right? That I would look and say like, you know, are we being disciplined in it? Like, are we being systematic um, in our approach? Like you can have chaotic times, but, you can, but you're putting them in somewhere. So the overarching mm. thing is structured, I guess. That feels to me as where, I guess, the interplay of discipline into this mix. It's almost like for you, it feels like all of these different all of these different things are not opposing forces, but they are different aspects of the same piece. Sometimes you need belief, sometimes you need compliance, sometimes you need discipline, and sometimes you need um, obedience. <sighs> that word really like still doesn't sit right with me. I think it's like years and years of just like really disliking the obedience word. Um it's also interesting because I've been reading this book, um, The Righteous Mind. It's a book on moral philosophy and moral psychology, okay. like a combination of the two. And uh, he's basically trying to explore the question of like, why do people vote Democrat or Republican? And he has six uh, fold moral foundations theory. I do not remember them off the top of my head, but it's an interesting book because he basically talks about how um, liberals have very narrow moral foundations while um, conservatives have broader moral foundations so you can appeal to more things um, around it and it almost feels like obedience falls in one of those things that I don't want to morally associate with but clearly I can see the utility of now after this conversation so I think I'm having like a weird ethical dilemma here because I'm like ah but this really goes against the idea of liberty. No, I don't like it. <laughs> well, maybe we can revisit it and see how you feel in a few weeks. Maybe after you have, you know, done some work with your spaces, as you promised on our previous episode, <laughs> that I have not forgotten. <laughs> and I'm sure our dear listeners are waiting to hear the updates. <laughs> I think, like, I've been thinking about organizing my stuff more from a functional perspective but still like thinking about the usability of it, like the thing that you said, how will the space be used? I've been thinking about it and I think I shall, hmm, what verb would I use it? I shall try it. That's the verb I'm going to use. <laughs> there you go. I think this was a short one, but this was an interesting one. I don't think that we have ever arrived at the opposite conclusion of what we thought we would arrive at. I really thought that we would talk a lot more about discipline, but we ended up talking a lot more about obedience and also finding it positive. I really like how disgruntled you are by this. <laughs> <laughs> what is this nonsense? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's it's easy to like conclude things don't have their place, you know, but I think all, almost every, it's something you've helped me really realize, I think a lot, that almost every emotion is signaling to you something, right? So I think like most behaviors are similar too. That there's a reason and a place where where it can be adding value to you almost all the time. All right, then we'll put it up to a good episode. <laughs> yes, this is very fun. Awesome. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Thinking on Thinking. Our theme music is by Steve Gomes. If you found any of the topics we talked about interesting this week, we'd invite you to get in touch with us. We'd love to invite you on the podcast or just have a conversation about how these topics apply in your business and in the decisions and problems that you're struggling with. You can get in touch with us on our website, joyous.studio, or by reaching out to Divya or me, Kyle, directly.